We are live. Hello, everybody. At whatever point in time you may be here joining us, I'm Laura Topper, and I'm here with the incredible Reverend Christina Jones. Christina, it's just so great to be here again with you on this show. Thank you for joining today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Laura. So great to see you. It's beautiful. Christina, Reverend Christina Jones is a um, is a trailblazer, is, is a woman of power who is changing the consciousness of people's lives by being who she is with the work that she is giving and the message that she has for women and, and all people, for, for all people globally. Um, so I'd like to read some of your bio out, Christina, if that's okay with you. Um, Reverend Christina Jones is the Senior Spiritual Director and Religious Science Minister at Althea Center. Um, a certified personal development coach, inspirational speaker, dietitian, and author. And prior to her becoming the Althea spiritual director, she had an active um, career in, or just a, 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 a part of, actively a part of the new thought, a new age movement since childhood. Really want to talk about this with you, Reverend Christina. Seven generations of powerful ancestors in her lineage have passed on metaphysical and spiritual practices from her family traditions from Africa and other cultures. Christina has supported various nonprofit foundations, domestic violence shelters, and homeless shelters nationwide. She has support, um, supported numerous law enforcement officers in Colorado. Um, in crisis intervention training. Christina celebrates life with her husband. She dances and thrives in the magical mountains of Denver, Colorado in America. And uh, Christina brings people together on her sacred retreats and her Divine Feminine Evolution uh, website, more than a website, is her body of work, her life work, uh, which is actually um, the website's being created at the moment, which is very exciting. Welcome here, Reverend Christina Jones. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Laura. <laughs> so Another woman of power. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we, if, if we think we are or not, we all are, aren't we? We're all, we're all, and we all have access to this divine feminine, which has been suppressed. Uh, in consciousness, in mass consciousness, within ourselves, with the agreements that we've made with, with ourselves and with life for many, many centuries, thousands of years. What is it about the Divine Feminine, Reverend Christina, that is important for you at this time and how women can really step into their knowing of, and, and men and they, all of us can step into this Divine Feminine power? Well, it's about recognizing that it's here. And what that means, a lot of people, what I see, and some days even myself, go into fear, especially if you watch too much media, if you're watching the world. But if you really look deeper, it's old paradigms that are crumbling. And it's an old energy. And this is not to male bash men. I'm Divine feminine, every sentient being has both male and female genes, or you would not exist. <laughs> you can't exist without both. And, and that's true in nature. So there's a balance. For over 5,000 years, there's been an imbalance. And it happens. There was times when they were, the queens were in 
I'm not going to say in charge, but women were more in power. But men were actually supporting those women. Or when men did go into battle, they had the oracles and they listened to their wives and their grandmothers that, that were helping to heal them and advise them. And there was this energy that came up. And a lot of it, I feel, came through religion. I am going to go there. I mean, let's look at the Council of Nicaea. That was all a male heavy energy that even went after other men if they practice any type of metaphysics or any healing. So healing and creativity is a feminine energy. It's, it's not so much, um, it's woman, but men have it too. And to see even men, my husband, your husband, stand up and support us as women, they're celebrating their divine feminine in them. So the energy of all these wars and all this chaos of, of ruining the planet, it has been a heavy, very heavy patriarchal energy of take, take, take with its consumerism. That's it's total consume the earth, shop, shop, shop till you drop, consume, consume, make other people broke so you can be rich. Where creativity, what comes to mind right now, it, um, if if you go as male, think of Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was a creator, still is a creator, and was fired and told he couldn't do this and this will never work. That's feminine energy. Uh, if a lot of people look at it, inventions are feminine, softer energy. Yes, it's the rebirthing, isn't it, that we're all doing with whatever gender we call ourselves or we label as or identify as. Um, the divine feminine is, a, um, is an energy that is here to empower us. Why do you think it's happening now that there's, that there's this rising? I mean, for years I've been hearing and seeing it and knowing it online. We read it and see it on social media, the rise of the feminine, empowered feminine. Why now is it important here, beginning of 2024? Well, I think if you go way back, it started with the suffrage movement. So there's been bits and pieces of it before we were born, Laura. There's bits and pieces of it. Um, but there was such um, civil rights division also, because a lot of women of color were, we, were not invited to the suffrage movement. So there were bits and pieces. Then you look at um, uh, Gloria Steinman. 70s a lot of us were babies don't recall it but when women were coming up in that way like the whole um hippie like i'll say i was a hippie baby you know <laughs> but and then women started to wear pants i mean feminist. yeah movement. yeah so the feminist movement but there was like some uh, even my mom said this um been thinking my mom she uh left the planet physically in 2020 but she said we almost went too far when women were wearing the, the almost these male power suits like we went from too feminine to you know having to wear all these corsets and everything and pantyhose to taking off my bra but then all of a sudden we went masculine you know it was all this and then when if you look at the me too movement there it is right that was really the like even for me, I was thinking about all the things I went through in corporate America, maybe the only woman, many times I was the only woman in a room. Whenever there were times for layoffs, me and all the other women got laid off. Oh, you're all married. You could, you need to be home. So it was all that. And there was a, um, 
at least for me in America, me and my girlfriends were just furious. I'm like, oh my God, this is still happening in 2016, 2017, uh, 2018, even in our politics, when women started saying this is, you know, this is unbelievable. So now I feel we're at a heightened part of this. I mean, it's really in America, it's really here to really see the we're in it. Like what was built from the suffrage movement, civil rights movement, it's been building up to this very moment. And in America, it's amazing to hear. I've heard many commentaries on both sides of the aisle, I'll say that, that they have found it interesting. And I'm talking, I've heard it from Democrats and Republicans that it was easier for America to have a black man as president who is mixed, a mixed black man who was president, um, Obama, but to have a woman president, it's still blowing people's minds. Mm -hmm. And I see it even with women. I still see it. So there's, there's a big conversation in America that we still want they feel safer with a man because that's a paradigm that was created five or 6,000 years ago. And it's crumbling instead of just seeing everyone as whole, even saying everyone is they, them, just stop the division, yeah. but to have more of a um, collaborative community effort instead of I own this country and you own that country, all that, all those things that is um it's falling away and it's falling away fast and a lot of times it's it's nasty looking and that's what i feel part of this in the middle east if we look at the middle east this is old this is beyond the bible i mean uh, jesus was a palestinian jew let's be clear <laughs> if you want to go real back yeah. You know, what's happening in the Middle East is so historical and has so many layers that goes back thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And um, we can take a snapshot of it in the last hundred years and say, oh, yes, it's because of this or because of that. But the, um, the energy and the agreements and uh, the, the, um, the written agreements, the consciousness agreements that were made between countries um, even outside of um, the, you know, the Palestine and, and Israel that have affected what's happening now. It's, um, it's, it's, a big, it's a big kind of conglomeration of ideas and, and people's decision and decisions that have been made over. And yet what I love, what just really gets to me, I, I was following this, um, this organization called Standing Together women in Palestine, women in Israel, and they have been, uh, it's a foundation that's been happening for quite a few years. And it's incredible how they are really re-looking re at women, you know, their role as women and how they can unite as women and teach a different way to their children, teach a way of peace, teach a way of compassion to their children. It's the women that are coming together mm -hmm. and saying, we, we want to create peace now with each with ourselves and with each other mm -hmm. beyond what's happening in the in the governments and with politics yeah because that's all about power and control the women want peace yeah, yes I, and I'm not saying men don't want peace but if we look at all the wars at the top of the war 
is a controlling man on both sides. And their children aren't in war. Let's be clear. They're not. Mind you, there have been some pretty powerful women who have set wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, in the past. They have been some pretty yeah. powerful women that start wars in the past. But when I look at today, when I look at Ukraine, who's at the top of this? It, it is a male controlling, I own, I tell you what to do. No, this is my land. No, this is... <laughs> So it's beautiful to see women. We it's like it's gonna take a feminine energy to teach children to stop being at war with each other based on religious beliefs, cultural beliefs, and or skin color. Yes, not because it's taught. Yeah, it's taught. Racism's taught, division is taught. So it's gonna take, I mean someone is telling their kids, I mean, let's go hundred years ago or 15 years ago. We don't like them, whoever them are, because they're this, this, and this. And that's, that's coming from a, a really old, really old energy. That's not talking about oneness. So it's beautiful to see women that I don't want my children going to a war. That's not even there. At 16 years old, at 18 years old, hating a group of people some of them have never even met. Yeah. Because of being fed a story of why, you know, those people should be, or there is this against mentality, and it's yeah. a story that's passed down generationally, politically over years and years and years, and it becomes what everyone believes is true. Yeah. And it's a story. It's a story. <laughs> and we weren't there. I mean, I, I've heard people argue for their right. Well, this is about this with the Zionists and this is about this. I'm like, does it really matter in current reality? Yeah, exactly. If we're going to have a healing, we have to, well, we're invited to forgive. We're yeah. invited to put everything to forgive it all, to lay the stones down, to start anew and be a part of the new. Yeah. Um, those as and show the leaders and the people that are clinging on to authority. Because yeah. that's what they're doing. They're clinging on because it yeah. has to fall apart. Yes. Because when there's enough people, and I believe it is the divine feminine for me, it's the divine feminine that's surging through right now. Yes. That will tilt. That will tilt tip the scales. Yeah. That will tip the scales. And that's what we're in right now. And it may take a group of women, and I'm hoping there are many women in power, to even, I'll even say, talk to their husbands or their mates and say, when is this enough? When is this enough when we're all human beings? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it, you know, we're destroying the planet. We're hurting the earth. We're hurting each other. That that's what it takes to stop these generational. Um, it's so funny, like boundaries. When you look at planet Earth, there's no boundaries. You know, there's no gates. It's this beautiful blue ball. Yeah. There's no gates. There's no lines. And when you open up a map, oh, here's this line. And the lines move. They've always had. Continents yeah. fall and rise. Look all the earthquakes we're having. 
yeah. and all the volcanoes. And, you know, and that's the one thing, too. I'm looking at Gaia, as I call her sometimes Big Mama. And I'm like, is it going to, I was thinking to myself, um, also, I get hits as an intuitive. I've been dreaming of earthquakes a whole lot. It's like, is it going to take Big Mama to get really mad and say, stop it, kids? And do we really want a big earthquake to stop all this? Because, I mean, really, who's in charge here? Because yeah. our energy affects and affects the planet. And when I looked at Iran's having earthquakes, Hawaii's been having earthquakes, California's having earthquakes, the Middle East is having earthquakes. And it's like, um, hello, you know, like I, I've been saying in my mind's eye, guys, you might want to calm down here. Japan yeah. had a 6-0. It's like, you might want to stop because this isn't really your world. You don't get to just keep killing and destroying, killing and destroying. So maybe there's a bigger feminine energy that stops that. Right. And everyone, yeah. 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 I mean, it's like your energy. And that's what I also hold that this isn't my planet. It's not your planet. It's our planet that we're custodians of. It's a home. It's our home and it's oh, a temporary oh, home. Yeah. And yeah. that's and that's what I feel the divine feminine also is. It's like, are you paying attention? You know, when I say you, I'm talking about the powers that be that keep doing what they're doing. And it's like, there's like some pretty big earthquakes going on right now. And they're like days and hours apart, just popping off. And even the news said they're not related. What's going mm -hmm. on in Japan is not related to California and Hawaii. They're not related. And it's like, you need to, someone needs to like make a phone call. Scientists need to say, hey, maybe there's a possibility of all this upheaval. We're causing the earth to sob, to flood, to quake, to break apart. That is the goddess is rising. And it's kind of a symbolism of what's happening, you know, with humanity, that this falling apart has to, not with humanity, but with uh, the consciousness, that it has to fall apart because it cannot be held. Fear cannot sustain itself. No, fear cannot love, sustain itself. Love is rising through. And that's what I believe the divine feminine um, consciousness and energy, that part of us that nurtures, that cares for, that has compassion and and the understanding and acceptance, um, these, are the, these are the virtues that if we each individually really embrace them for our lives, even when it comes down to if someone really pisses us off, you know, it's like, can I check in with myself with that and not yeah. hold that energy and that, that frequency for longer than I really need to because I'm then participating actively in that, you know, in, in, in what I don't want. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's a responsibility, isn't it, for each of us? I mean, you talk about politics and politicians, and, and it does really come back down to our own personal, uh, how we navigate our own worlds. Yes. So you have to be love. I have, um, I spoke on October 8th, which was the day after um, the bombs were going off. And someone asked me what to do. And then before I went to Althea Center, in the shower, I asked Spirit what to do. And a voice said, put your hand over a map and start sending love. 
like over the Ukraine, over the Congo, over the Middle East, everywhere, even over America, any place where there's disruption, Argentina, send love. And that continues to come through because all of us are healers. And that's what I've been also holding the consciousness of spiritual intervention, mm-hmm. spiritual intervention. And I've been talking to, I will say, I'll say divine creator, like Goddess Durga, I love Hinduism, um, Lakshmi, Kuan Yin, um, all, all of them, all of them help. Um, the divine mother Mary. I've been asking yes. that black Madonna to come through healing and love and for myself where am i not loving myself because everyone said we need to pray for peace when i hear you know prayer requests which are great but i've been even saying on stage are you at peace with yourself a lot of people are at war with their own bodies a lot of women are at war with their own bodies they have shame and guilt and i don't like this about myself so a lot of this is a, a the microcosm and the microcosm is all together. So how do we, as the divine feminine, no matter if you're they, them, male, female, whatever you identify as, where am I not loving myself? Where am I at war with myself? Because we do affect the consciousness. A lot of people think they don't. Yes. We do. We do. Yes. We're all yes. energetic beings. We are it. Yeah, we are it. I've I've been saying a lot online. I've been saying a lot on stage. Please don't take sides. Right. The only side is wholeness, oneness, love. Even if you chant the word love, yes, your heart. Even if you're driving down the road, we have interesting drivers in Colorado, <laughs> and I mean they're in war in their car. They're mad in their car for no reason. And just be loved for you. Be loved for you. Be safe for you. Because some people say, well, I'm sending them love. I'm like, what about you? Because if they're not in a place, they can't get it. We can't force our agenda. But we can chant the word love. And that emanates from our chakra. We are energetic beings. We're electric beings. There is an electric universe. Mm-hmm. And that's that wave. That's that, that wave. That magic wave. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a magic wave. And we hold that. And I do believe we can, just like those women you're talking about in the Middle East. That's the beginning of it. And we get to do that wherever we are on the planet. Yes. You can even say to yourself, I am love. I am love. I am peace. I am harmony. I the great I am. And the it is commitment, isn't it? On a moment by moment basis to check in with ourselves, to mm-hmm. to open up that um that bigger invitation for peace in our own lives and knowing that with that does affect everything. That yes. does affect everything. We're at the center, I am the center of, of peace. You are the center of peace. We're each our own center of peace. Mm-hmm. And so as we each say yes, then we're making a difference, a big difference to the way that we perceive others. It's like if we're angry with politicians, if we're angry with people that are in seemingly in power, whatever that means, 
then that anger is an opportunity for us to look at our own inner conflict of yeah. the anger that we're carrying within. Yes. To deal with it, to heal it once and for all. Mm -hmm. And to show up as, as that light of peace. I mean, this was the work of Yeshua, the, the work of Miriam, uh, the work of so many leaders and teachers and way showers that we know of that have gone before us. And yeah. it's been shown in quantum physics now. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's in quantum physics. The politicians, anyone you have challenged with is your mirror. Yes. Thank you. That's a meme. Let's get that one out. <laughs> anywhere, you're cha anywhere I'm challenged, that's my mirror. That's my that's mirror. That's it. Yes. That's it. It's All the mirror. It. It's the reflection. It's what needs to be healed. And your reaction to it. Yes. Uh, our reaction, my reaction to anything, affects and affects me. And then that affects others. And I believe that this is the core of this teaching, the teaching that I love, the teaching that I use, the teaching that I practice and I share with others, that if I can take, or when I take full responsibility in the moment, be accountable, for what's going on within me, that there's no one else to blame. There's no one to point the finger at. No, there's no one to point the finger at. Because, I mean, we could sit here all day and go back to history, and this person did this, and this person, this face, like the Hatfields and McCoys in America. It's like, yeah, but where are you now? Because yes. that's going back to the present moment. People are going to be people. Humans are going to be human. And spirit has given us free will. Our reaction to everything matters. Yes. And to start yelling and um, screaming. Like if I look at my ancestry, when they marched, you know, some members marched with King. A lot of those were peaceful marches. Now mm. when I see marches, they're riots. And let's break into the building. And let's go break into this department store. That's not taking a stand. That's causing chaos. I yeah. think a lot of things are more contemplative and how you do things well even like some people I, I do this i'm conscious where i shop i vote with my dollar you know i don't i don't support some companies that some of their leaders say and do certain things i don't agree with i do the best i can if i don't have to buy something from a certain company i won't yeah, and other people do that and they see it and then they're like, oh, we made a mistake. Yeah, you made a mistake because it hit your pocketbook. So that's without burning, screaming, making others wrong. It's the way you're choosing to live. Yes. The moment by moment decisions you're making. Yes. With how you live, how you be. Yes, how you be. How, how are you being in the world? I must, I really want to introduce Bonnie here, Bonnie Gonzalez, your doula for grief. Thank you for this empowering conversation. Welcome here, Bonnie. If there are any oh, questions, yeah. yeah, so true. We're all powerful healers. Let's not forget that. Yes, Bonnie is a powerful healer, also, definitely. I love that. <laughs> responsibility. We can't be a victim. Take back our power or remember that we hold the power. I am the power. I am love. Yes. yes. That is it. You said it, Bonnie. Remembering. Where did we and let's get this to back go back a little bit because in the in, in the intro when I read 
that out about your family, your ancestry, and how you were handed down these tools, powerful tools. Um, I love what Bonnie said here because it, it's it's almost as if she's she was here at the beginning with that piece where those tools were handed to you as a way for you to remember yes. as you continue and as you um, you know set your ministry forth and for your family and. What was what was so powerful about the tools that your mother and your her mother and her mother her mother handed down to you? Um, I know they were preparing me for me being here, and it's on my father's side too. It's on both sides. Okay. My dad said, "You will see things after I'm gone." He left 2003. Um, he said, "You're meant to be here." to survive the shift. And he would say there'd be a shift in the earth, a shift in politics, a shift in culture. My mother totally agreed, who was also a psychic intuitive. She used to teach people how to tap in meditation and that spirit's always talking to us. So some of the stuff I'm not surprised as an intuitive. I have seen things that have woken me up out of a sleep crying. Uh, many, many years ago in Italy, my husband and I were on a sacred space called Damanhur, Italy. And I had a dream of, I mean, I was nervous about it, that Putin started a war in the Red Sea. And Greg's like, that can happen. That can happen. And my husband and I both know people in our United States government. That can't happen. You know, kind of one of those disbeliefs. Look, look where it is. And my husband's like, oh my God, you saw it. So the one thing that taught me, and my mom told me this, and my dad told me this, is one day I asked him when I was a little girl, and I saw earthquakes and volcanoes, Mount St. Helens before Mount St. Helens went, how do we pray to stop this? So I come from a prayerful family. And he said, some things have to happen in order for a healing to come. And my mom said that, because Mother Earth has to do what Mother Earth has to do. Now, she said, and my grandmothers all said, we affect the planet. Yeah. Like we affect it. And um, my black lineage and my Native American lineage both said that. We, because they were very connected to the earth. Farmers grew food, um, grew herbs, uh, did oils, all that stuff. We, You could feel Mother Earth. I've hugged a tree and felt a heartbeat. Mm, yes. We're all connected. <laughs> yeah, we're all connected. Now, because I grew up reading Edgar Casey, my mom was a, I, mean, I have all my mom's Edgar Casey books. And for a while, she volunteered and worked at the ARV in Virginia Beach, Association for Research and Enlightenment. And even Edgar Casey said, and she always reminded me, and my dad reminded me, the changes on earth depend on us individuals. They could be gentle, a little easy, or depending on all of us yes me included you included we included it depends on how we go through this new evolution of consciousness and the not going to fear i mean and, and also they taught me because the stories i was blessed to grow up with some of my great aunts and and when i say great these people were born in the late 1800s so they went through civil war, World War One, World War II, Vietnam, Korea, everything. Okay. If they made it, 
mentally stable, no dementia, no Alzheimer's. None of them died of cancer. You hear me? We can. Mm, you wow. understand? Our ancestors are the blueprint. They didn't have technology. They didn't have DoorDash and all the easy things we have in America and other parts of the world. They didn't have, America was a hard place to live during the depression. I heard horror stories. Now, some people died. I mean, some of my ancestors, um, most of my ancestors made it through the Spanish flu of 1918. We have one cousin that didn't because he didn't listen. Okay, he he chose and he was a philanderer and he went partying, got it and got sick and left. That was his choice. See, choices. We're at choice. We're at divine choice. So that's what I've learned from my ancestors. If they made it, my my mother and my dad making it through the civil rights movement in the deep south. So I can be here in the mountains of Colorado in what people will call an interracial marriage, where it wasn't legal here in the late 60s. And now it is. You see, that's the hope. We can make it. And I believe all of us here that have made it through COVID and made it through so many things. Our ancestors, your ancestors, being in um, England and Europe with Hitler. Holy cow. Hello. Hello. You know, everything that happened. Came from, I'm kind of, I think I'm second, I'm second, second generation here. Okay. Because my grandmother, mm -hmm. when she was a really little girl, she was brought here by her mother from Russia. And my father's side, he was brought, his parents came here with that, you know, my great grandparents from, uh, from Poland. That was at the beginning of the 19th century. Wow. Yeah. So it's amazing how we think we know where people have come from and we don't. <laughs> I tell people a lot of times at Althea and even Divine Feminine Evolution, look at the women, what they went through. We're here. We come from somebody. Yeah. We didn't just magically appear. Well, <laughs> <somebody> <laughs> we basically have their DNA. We have their strength. Yeah. They, we have all the gifts of our oh, ancestors. Women, they were warrior women. I mean, they were warrior women without oh, all the, you know, like, oh my God, I gotta go to the mall. Oh my God, myself. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh it's my God. Relative. It's all relative. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> but in 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 times of like real hardship, war, homelessness, no food, no money, yeah. cold. No clothes. Oh, yeah, no, no clothes. No, no one pair of shoes. If they had shoes, come on. So to get that's out where country. I go, go back to. Yeah. And they had faith. I will say my ancestry. They had faith. They knew something greater and bigger them. than them have them. And they were born for a purpose, for a mission. Even if they didn't know what it was, they knew it and they felt it. And I stand on their shoulders. You stand on their shoulders. And some of us, if you believe in reincarnation, and I do, who knows? We might be some of our own ancestors. Yeah, definitely. Imagine that. Then we might be some of our own ancestors from 200 years ago and planted a seed that now we get to continue to grow that seed. And this is a beautiful time. I do feel and know 
2024 and beyond is going to be beautiful. It's going to be a lot of good things that happen. Now, other areas, it's going to look like a crap show. I didn't curse, but I almost did. It's going to look like a crap, a crap show. There's going to be days we're going to go, what the heck? And that, but you know what? Planet Earth, Gaia goes through changes. And all the dark is up to be revealed. A revealing is a healing. It's, so it's going to be a lot of the Truman Show falling apart. <laughs> That's what's falling apart. So you yeah. just take a deep breath. You call a friend. And you call know, in the light. Yeah, call in the light. Call in the light and stay intervention. Come on, angels, archangels. Uh, otherworldly beings that are here to support us, you know, our spirit guides, because we're never alone. No, our master spirit guides, we are never alone. Our beautiful ancestors that are watching us and saying, it's okay, it's okay, because they see the end. I feel the peace coming. I really do. I'm not in fear. I know we're in growth. We're pushing through almost like a cement. It's not mm -hmm. even. It's like a seed pushing through, you know, like a crack in the cement. It's the plant still comes through. That's us. So that is the volcano, isn't it? That's that's the symbology of the volcano that's, that's happening. Yep, yeah, that's Pele. Pele is just not in Hawaii. Pele. Oh my gosh. Yes. Pele energy. Oh, she's on the front cover of my book. I'll show you later. Coming through that volcano. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And yeah to not run from that to be that energy to be yeah. resourcefulness and the resilience and the power and the grace of this divine feminine uh knowing that is here as love right now that's what i you know i know oh. we've all been trained heavily by um i mean i bonnie's here she'll know i've talked we've talked about this a lot and i i'm a human design projector and uh, it, we've, we've been designed to, and, and, and um, I'm, I'm programmed to be mechanical as human beings and to be in this kind of nine to five and everything has to be kind of, you know, on TikTok kind of thing. You know, I don't mean social media TikTok. I mean this kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. race every day, this race to get something done, to have more, to have more. And... For me, it's completely the opposite to that. Let's do the opposite. Let's be more. Let's be more of who, we, who we've come here to be. Um, women right now, are, there are so many, more, 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 more women are taking the helm with their own, starting their own businesses and being really successful at it, doing incredible things and sharing the sharing the overflow of the finances yes. into projects and into campaigns and sharing it with organizations that are doing amazing things on it's not about hoarding anymore and no. how I get so that I can have a bigger whatever. It's this yeah. idea of sharing and, and, and being connected as one, being um, helping each other, supporting yeah. each other. Yes. Yes, that's what my ministry is about, women supporting women. Yes. Um, the, the old energy has taught women to be in competition with each other. Right. 
Uh, every now and then I get blessed to go hang out with my husband and his male friends at a cigar shop. I do smoke cigars, ladies. Most <laughs> my family smoke very good cigars. My great grandmother did. Do you inhale, by the way? No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, you'll choke to death. Yeah, no, no, no. It's cigars. I'm in Colorado. It's not pot, even though pot's legal here. It's not pot. But, <laughs> but I get to watch men celebrate other men, my, my husband's shedding a lot of weight and they're all complimenting him. Here's the other thing. I've been shedding weight, getting myself healthy. And I've seen women, you're losing too much weight. And I'm calling them on it. Totally different energy. You felt that? Yeah, I did. Looking at themselves. Oh, Christina, you're doing this. You don't need to lose any more weight. You don't need. And I didn't ask him. It's the total black. And I used to work in the engineering world with a group of men. Here's the blessing of me working with a group of men. I get along really great with women, men, because even as a child, I was a tomboy. Because for me, men and boys told me the truth. If I wore something weird, like you're going on a date with that, they were, they're like, that doesn't look good on you. Where another girlfriend that might have had her own issues, like, oh, I like that outfit. Because, and then, then my, my male friends would be like, that's because she's jealous of you. Go change clothes. Thank you. Thanks for telling me the truth. Oh, you understand? Because yeah. men come together. They do. And they still do. And that's a training. There's a camaraderie between men. Look at football. Look at, look at the war. They come together. But women have been taught by a lower frequency of a male patriarchal industry to make women against other women. It's in our media. Mm. It's in our media. Look how women have been taught to get breast implants and lip injections. I mean, the whole beautification thing. Men are told to do that. They are not, they get lines or whatever. Oh, he's so handsome and Pierce Brosman is amazing. But if a woman has too many lines, she doesn't, I feel Helen Mirren is changing that game and Mary yeah. Street, but it's been a long time coming. I mean, let's be clear. We still have women, and I'm not against women doing things to their skin and their face. I'm not against that. But when it's done too much, that a woman doesn't even look like herself anymore. You know what I mean? So she, it's the intention behind it, isn't it? It's the intention behind it because I see men support my husband as he's feeling better and looking better. We got other friends there, our male friends that are taking care of themselves. And I'm like, what are you doing? I gave up soda. I did this. And everyone's high five. You look good. You keep, it's a cheerleading thing. I still don't see that that much with women. I see it more, but I will tell you 10 years ago, even before COVID 2018, I didn't. The moment I started, I used to do bodybuilding. Women shouldn't have those muscles. I don't want to look like a man. I, I mean, I still hear that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to look hard. I'm like, you can't look hard. And a woman cannot look hard without steroids. Let's be clear. Mm -hmm. So my ministry is about bringing women to support. Laura, you know how much I support you. I am, I am tired. It makes me feisty of women. <laughs> still saying, oh, she's only with him because of this, instead of praising someone's relationship, or she's only with her because of this, or he's, I mean, it's just, it's still divisive. I know where it comes from. Our, in America, it was formulated to put women against each other, because when women come together, we're a powerhouse. Powerful. 
<laughs> we're a powerhouse. And it's up to women to even stop that. That's that's you can't even blame a, a man on that. For women to catch other women when they start seeing things or being like, I wear hair extensions. I'll have women ask me, is that your hair? I'm like, yeah, I paid for it. I'm about to get braids in my hair. And I know I'm going to have a group of women. Yeah, I'm going to go to braids and everything. Because oh, I have, yeah, I got a lot of hair going on in my hair and uh, with hair extensions. And I was like, I know women are going to say things. And you know what I'm going to do? Stay in my power. It's like, would you tell a man that? Would you say that to a man? No, they wouldn't. And that's one of my jobs as divine feminine evolution. The evolution is rising now. Women need to support. We are required to support one another and stop the side comments or the talking behind. Even in this spiritual community, I see competition of other women instead of supporting me, I mean, I've recently seen it. I got at Althea, which is founded by women, is a new thought, divine science church. Religious science started with divine science with a group of women. Divine science was founded with, by Emma Curtis Hopkins and Quimby, Phineas Quimby, who supported a woman, and Nona Brooks and the Brooks sisters, and Melinda Kramer founded there. Thank you, Laura. Founded AltheaCenter.org. It's in the National Historic Restory. The building's over 100 years old. It's a gorgeous building go to it. And four women founded that church and the Divine Science School was there. This is in the 1920s. There are women know that I have been at that center, that some of them went to ministerial school with me and called me and said, I never congratulated you. And I said, you still have it. Energy. But when a man got a church, they went running to his church to support him. And I called him on it. I said, wow, this is very interesting. It's still here, the competition. Now, for me in America, I see it a lot more. I've spent time in Italy. I didn't see it so much in Italy. I saw more women being together. Here is what I want to do that. I want to do it for the world. But I also want to start here because I hear it, how women are just, oh, she's gained weight. She's lost too much weight. You know, men don't say that stuff about other men. They'll say this. I'm really worried about my friend, Rob. Don't you think, hon, he's, I said, maybe I'll talk to Rob and just see how he's doing. And he, and the guy says, I say, hey, Rob, everybody's a little worried about your weight. And he's like, oh, I lost so many family members during COVID. He, out, he just said it. And then all the male friends are coming together to support him and he's losing weight. Yeah. The opposite I see is happening with women, but more women are coming together. I mean, thank God for you. There's a lot of other female ministries and companies and organizations are starting to do what I'm doing. Stop putting us down. Each other. Stop putting each other down. I even see it in politics here. Women mad about Nikki Haley. I saw it when Hillary ran in her own party. I saw it. And I was like, Ooh, they did a that lower energy did a really good job of turning us against each other. And uh, I love, uh, let's see, Bonnie. This Silver. is for Bonnie to continue with this. Yeah. Um, Christina, how do you advise young women to stay in the positive when there's so much negativity around them? Well, I, I work with That's younger women. Yes, yeah, I work with <laughs> younger women because I see um, 
a lot of women as a coach, which I've been a coach for over nine years. I'm getting my ICF certifications. I've worked with companies. With young women, I ask them this, what do you want? Not what they want. What do yeah. you want? And that's a question for each, for us now. However, yeah, that is a question. But younger women, as we all been there, we did things to appease other people. And a lot of times, other girlfriends. Yes. Other girlfriends, other women. It's not so much the men. Because a lot of men, I, I've dated a lot of men. They don't care if I have makeup on. They're not into all, most men are not into all that. Or, I think, or that's, mates. I think that's a little bit subjective because there's the father. <laughs> well, there's, there's the, the dad father too. Archetype, which, yeah. you know, for a yeah, lot of us, we, we have, you know, yeah. through or still going through, a lot of women are going through that father, um, the symbology of the father, what it really means and pleasing the father. And there's, yeah. there's a lot around that, isn't there? There's I think. Lot. So I'll yeah. try to summarize, um, Bonnie, because it's a great question. I can't, I can't go into it too deep because there'll be another conversation. With younger women, I do, I, I really do ask them, have anyone asked you what you want? Not what your parents said. Not what your parents said, not what your grandparents said. To really, and I give them that as homework. What did you want to be when you were eight and six? That's that's who you are. What do you want to be when you were 10? I have a client right now at 22, wanting to be an astronaut. She's changing her entire major now. She's getting mm. back to math. I said, you don't want to be an English major. She said, I hate it. And her family dynamic. And get this, both of her parents are women. It's a lesbian couple. So she didn't have a lot of a male dynamic. And they are because they want them as an English professor. So I said, younger women are not to listen to what everyone else's dream is for them. It's your dream and your dream is not wrong. That's the biggest thing is not wrong. When I talk to younger women and the positive body image is when they see um, the negative, I actually give them homework. Look for something positive. Yes. And the biggest challenge of younger women is, and that's what has been going to the Senate, there's a dopamine reaction to social media. Right. For all we of us. We didn't have that. Yeah, for all of us. But their brains, if you're under 26, your brain's not fully formed. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's affecting them more than it'll, it'll affect the woman in her 40s or 50s. The future, a, as they, yeah. yeah, so I give them a homework of monitoring their time. Because that helps them stay a little bit away from the negative, that makes sense. Like, or at least aware. Yeah. At least aware. Because I, I help them be in the present moment. First, what's your dream? Now get present to it. Because you everything is just a, a heartbeat away of you shifting. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, some younger women are around. I encourage them to reevaluate their girlfriends. A lot of time, friends are for a season, as Yolanda Van Zant said. Yes. You're not going to be the same person. As we all know, we're not the same person we were in our 20s and yeah. our teenage years to expand their horizons. Yes. Yeah. A, a lot of them, they're like, hey, I like talking to you, Christina, because you are older than me. You see a different perspective. They're on their path and you can't, 
you are at choice of being on your own path and you will find a new community that supports you on that path. You will not have the same tribe because they're afraid. They are afraid of the unknown. A lot of the young people are afraid of the unknown. And that's the one thing. And I do tell them, hey, you're here and your family and ancestors went through all those wars and famines or the potato famine, whatever it was. So if they made it to 80, 90 or 100, you can too. So it's about giving them hope because I had some women who are no longer here that I was close to in my 20s and they were in their 40s. Right. And I started hanging out with them more because some of the young women in my 20s, they were into party, party and looks, looks and, and nothing around. A lot of people I worked in, I worked in a sports bar. They all got breast implants, got married at 24. And some of the my older sisters said, you haven't even begun to grow. Mm. Be a kid. Be young. You don't have to have it figured out in your 20s. So I tell younger women this. There's no way in the world you're going to know what you're doing at 25. You might, which is great, but you're going to change and be open to the change and don't be hard on yourself. I tell younger women, you don't have to know it all because I don't know it. <laughs> well, none of us know it all to be easy. I teach them that too, to be easy with yourself. Mistakes happen. I call them oops. It's a learning. It's a learning um, phase. And to reach out, I tell younger women, reach out to women, reach out to women you admire, reach out to women in their 30s and 40s, reach out, explore life, and for be easy on yourself. Be easy. Wow. Oh, Reverend Christina, Bonnie, first of all, thank you for that question, because I think this is an episode in itself. Yeah, it is. <laughs> We for can, younger women, yeah, to be easy because we've gone through it. We've been through it. Yeah. And we have a few minutes left. So I'm going to put you on the big screen and I would love you to talk about your trip because you have a trip coming up to Peru that you're planning. And I really want you to share with this just for a few minutes before we come to the end here because um, it's powerful. And I want to hear about it and I want you, I really would love you to share it with listeners and viewers right Hi, uh, we're going to have a beautiful trip to Peru, November 5th through November 14th. You could go to divineadventures.org. Myself and Junior Emil, she is a trip organizer. She's been to Peru, I think, over 10 times. I've been once, but it literally changed my life. The reason how come we're going now, the goddess is rising and Pachamama that whole energy of Machu Picchu, that whole field, the lungs of the earth, Gaia, is in South America. It's in Peru. We were scheduled to go last year, and Peru had an uprising as the goddess is rising. And we chose intuitively and consciously to keep everyone safe, and that we changed it to November 5th. Peru is life-changing. I know when I go this time, I'm going to experience something new and different. Everyone is welcome. We're, we're capping it to a certain amount. So it's a small group. We're keeping it under around 25 people. And we're going with Jorge, uh, Jorge Luis Delgado, who's been on Ancient Aliens. He has been with Shirley MacLaine. 
Jorge is an amazing shaman and we get to meet many other shamans. So this group is welcome to all, not just women. It's my husband's going with us. This is a, a trip of all trips because soon as you say yes to going, I started having dreams. I went in 2013. I started having trips to Peru and have never gone. And I didn't even know how it was going to go. I had a picture on my wall for many years of Machu Picchu and the finances showed up. And even when I got home to Colorado, energy shifted forever. Actually, I even met with a shaman who said, you're going to go to ministerial school around 2018. And even the shaman said, there's a change coming on the planet in 2020. Heard that in 2013. It even expanded my healing potential for myself and others, my intuitive gifts for others. It is so grounding. And the country and the people are beautiful. You want to experience oneness? It's amazing just to land in Lima, Peru. When we spent time in Lima, Peru, you can even Google Lima, Peru. The ancient buildings, the ancient energies, the frequencies there. I even outside, we're going outside of um, Machu Picchu. We're going to other areas. We're, we're going to Lake Titicaca. We're going everywhere. And I say it even if you've never been there, it's a great trip to go for a next trip. Say if you want to do a trip to the Andes Mountains, you get to see the Andes Mountains. If you live in Colorado near mountains, you haven't seen mountains until you go down there. They're higher. It is amazing. The food is excellent. The expenses is very low. I mean, I went shopping, so you want to leave room in your luggage. You could come back with a real alpaca hat that I only paid. 30 US dollars for it. It would be over a hundred dollars here. It, it's fun. It's expressive. I brought art pencils. Art came through me. Answers came through me. Healing of a past relationship that I wasn't expecting. Healing. We sat in the womb of the mother of this mountain and said it and I got a message and felt ancestral, almost labor pains. And I felt like I was being rebirthed and reborn. And I can't imagine now, Junior went two years ago during the time of COVID and she said the frequency is even higher in Peru because the, the planet's changing and we're changing. So it's been amazing to go. I'm looking forward to going back. I'm looking forward to going with all you. I'm consciously bringing a smaller group to build a new family. There are people there that I have become friends with that I met on that trip. One her name is Christy Bells and she has a book and her own podcast. Christy and I met on that trip in 2013. We are still friends. So wow. you will build lifelong connections in Peru. Lifelong connections. So exciting. What date is it? November 5th through the 14th. And you could go to divineadventures.org or email me. Yeah, or email you here. Here's yeah. uh, Reverend Christina's email address. Yes. Find her. And you can also connect with Reverend Christina at altheacenter.org. Yes. And you can also go to the website for Divine yep. Adventures. So you cannot miss Reverend Christina. <laughs> She's everywhere. Find her. You can find out more about the trip, about more about her amazing work with her spiritual center and the divine feminine that's coming through with the projects that are going to be coming through 
2023 and I'm sure 20, uh, 2024 and going on into 25, um, Reverend Christina, it's just been such a joy. The time is just one hour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Laura. And Laura, thank you for creating this. You are a woman of power. I've known Laura for many years, and Laura, you are you have created a diamond. It is beautiful what you are creative and creating of bringing women together. Because the time, the per perfect timing, the work that you are doing is perfect divine alignment. We're answering the call, many of us, aren't we, to mm -hmm. step up and be here as this as way showers and guides for women around the world, on the planet and beyond. Yes. Yes. And so, yes, if you're watching right now and you um, and you love reading magazines, then here you can receive Divine CEO as a free magazine every month. And there's always so much in there, so many beautiful writers, articles, inspirations, teachings. Um, it's different every time. So uh, enjoy this month. Reverend Jane Coley is on the cover and her article is in there and all sorts of uh, information and uh, wisdom writers, Bonnie included, definitely. Bonnie's writing in the magazine a beautiful presence in Divine CEO. So you can download it. It's a flip book. It comes very easily once you put the email, uh, the thing into my website. There we are. I'm very technical, aren't I? Put your email address into my website and you will get the magazine sent to you immediately. And that is it for today. One final word from from Reverend Christina to to give your a word of, of faith and hope for anybody that's listening that might just be feeling, okay, it's my time to step up. What would you say to that woman? We are the great I am. That's what we are. We are the descendants of Mary Magdalene and that mother energy. And we are that Isis, that Kuan Yin that goddess Durga. We are that. And we are warrior women. We're gentle women. We're wise women. We're wealthy women. We're whole women. And we're healthy women. And we get to shift the consciousness on this planet. The yes. time is now, not tomorrow, today. You heard it here on the Women of Power show with Reverend Christina Jones. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you, Reverend Christina. And we will be back next week with the Women of Power show. Bye for now. Bye.